0: Namaste to you all. And I say namaste because this is the way to say hello to you in Hindi. Now, I made a common faux pas thinking that I could type in hello in Indian and get the translation. And it turns out there are 22 official languages in India. Now, Hindi is apparently the official language in their government, certainly spoken in Delhi, the capital. However, in Mumbai, which is the closest city to Nasik, which is the wine capital we are going to focus on today, they speak Marathi. So perhaps I should welcome you to this episode with the hello in Marathi, and that is Namaskar. So Namaskar, friends. Welcome to part two with incredible Sonal Holland, Master of Wine. And whereas last week we were talking about the wine culture within the country of India, today we're talking about wines of India. We're going to taste a delicious Chenin Blanc and a Tempranillo and be talking about the grapes, the regions and the styles. So I hope this is just a really nice introduction for you if you haven't even contemplated that they were making wine there and I can give you a sneak preview and tell you the wines are good. Well these ones anyway. So without further ado I'm going to let Sonal take us on our journey through Indian wine. All right. Well, I guess this is the time then that we get a little bit more into detail on those grape varieties, the regions, the styles. You mentioned Chenin Blanc is growing and Tempranillo. Well, as if by yeah. magic, we both happen to have a Chenin Blanc and a Tempranillo with us, don't we? Yes, <laughs> we do. We do. So what, what is the... I'm going to pour the a yeah, little bit okay. of Chenin Blanc in my glass so obviously I invite you to do the same yeah what is nice the one. most popular white grape varieties in India is it chardonnay and sauvignon blanc
1: actually i would say among all white varieties i would say Chenin blanc and sauvignon blanc are probably the two most popular ah Chenin. Um, okay yeah 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 and i'm very i'm particularly kicked about Chenin growing in india okay because you know i mean everybody makes a sauvignon blanc right so Mm -hmm. that's (laughs) the harder harder (laughs) one to compete on but what i find interesting about Chenin blancs from india are that uh found a sort of a unique expression and some examples that are well made are uh, seem to be thriving yeah it, somehow I'm, I'm more bullish about Chenin Blanc on okay. Indian soil we seem to um you know what earlier started out when we started out growing Chenin I mean we all know Chenin Blanc is a high yielding grape variety it mm-hmm. can give you lots and lots of tonnage of fruit you know mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it started off like that, it started off for all the wrong reasons, you know, growing shanons <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think over time, as the producers have um, tried to work on their craft, chisel their craft and and strive for better quality, and so on, I think we've been able to extract some finer expression of the Shannon Blanc on the Indian soil, so I'm particularly excited about Shannon uh, among whites, and in the reds, I would say uh we do we do Shiraz's really well and mm-hmm. We actually even do our Tempranillos really well, um, and so therefore I'm glad
0: we're tasting a Tempranillo, uh, Anna Shannon, today. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, can I yeah. before? You know, I'm just going to keep the listeners waiting for just a little bit longer. Let's talk a little bit about Nasik. Yeah. Why is this the main wine region? What What makes it so special?
1: Because it was uh, traditionally a table grape growing region. This is where okay. all our
0: table grapes came from,
1: and and it just over time converted to a wine grape growing region. And mm-hmm. um, that was tough because that transition is not always easy, because you know, everything that a table grape needs is exactly the opposite of what a wine grape is. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: Low you, you know, all
1: that transition wasn't the easiest one. It's taken us quite a bit of time. Yeah. But having said that, the te- the, the climate of Nafik kind of works because it's, it's, it's situated above sea level, so it mitigates a little bit of the tropical, um, climate. We have wide diurnal temperature variations in Nasik. Okay. So no matter how hot the day is, the nights get significantly cooler. Um, and uh, we have a lot of lot of varied soil in Nasik as well. It's it's agriculturally quite a rich uh, piece of land. So we're able to experiment with different varieties and figure out. But having said that, Nasik is not the only place we grow grape varieties. Mm-hmm. We have some grapes growing in other parts as well, a little bit more down south uh, of India, we have another state called Karnataka, where okay. we also have a the second largest, you know, sort of grape growing industry and quite a number of very established, uh, interesting wine producers making wines there. And then we have, then we have, you know, it's kind of clusters. It's kind of a okay. little bit here, a little bit there. And then we have an emerging fruit uh, wine industry as well. And when I say fruit wine, I mean everything other than grape growing, you know, making because India is agriculturally very rich. We are an agricultural Mm -hmm. nation. We grow an enormous amount of fruit that gets exported around the world. So some of our entrepreneurs have um, experimented with other fruits as well. I normally don't talk too much about those because I think, Mm -hmm. you know, just stick to to grapes grapes, stick to the wine that we know of of
0: yeah yeah, yeah. but they exist okay so in nasik which of course is the main one you're obviously letting us know there are different places where is that in the country of india so people can pinpoint where's the nearest airport how long would it take you to get there if you're going to visit
1: so you land you landed mumbai I okay. stay in Mumbai, which is the, by far the most exciting city. And I'm saying this because I'm hugely biased. I live and you there. live
0: there. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so you land at the Mumbai airport. But like I said earlier, you know, our, our top consumption city anyway is Mumbai. So mm-hmm. probably land right anyway. So yes. And you can stay here and then you can drive over to Nasek. It's a three, three and a half hour pleasant drive. Okay. It's a straight road. You drive straight off the highway and you come to a bunch of whole lot of wineries situated there and you probably need like a couple of nights to spend and okay. nothing if you want to cover like a proper trail mm-hmm. um, and some of our wineries have places to
0: stay so you know you can stay at the wineries and so on
1: so yeah and enjoy some local food and so on yeah
0: well you said about staying in the winery the Chenin mm. Blanc that we're having now am I pronouncing the winery called is it Vallon or Vallone, it's how would called you? Valone. Vallone. Valone. Valone. Perfect. Got it the second time. Yeah. So the Valone vineyard, I've had a look on their website. They're a very premier boutique winery and you can stay there. I believe there's a, I think there are a hotel and restaurant.
1: Yeah, they have a really, really tiny boutique winery and they have mm-hmm. only as many as four rooms at the moment. But I do know that even as we speak, they are expanding. Their tourism facilities because tourism is also again taking off you know in India there's mm-hmm. a lot of interest in wine tourism and uh, you know as people have more access to disposable income they want to travel and experience wine in in its place of origin which is all great news for wine but anyway yeah. coming back to Baloney they <laughs> are a nice boutique winery and they, they have a spectacular view of vineyards and you know honestly if I were to take a picture of myself at Wallonie and show it put it up on social media people might think uh, I'm in Provence or something because oh, it's really yeah. picturesque. it's yeah. beautiful isn't yeah. it there's
0: there's mountains and lakes just just from looking at the the pictures on the website it's absolutely beautiful so mm. these guys are a petite winery have you have you gone through their whole range they do do 13 wines so they're doing quite a bit yeah a I winery. think
1: most most wine producers that's 13 is probably the least if you, if you oh, were really? to go to the leader <laughs> of wine producing well, in India, is which is Su- Sula. Sula, yeah. Yeah, yeah Sula yeah. is the number one guy. He would probably make like close to 30, 35 labels because we, you know, we have wines at every price point as well. Yes. And most producers have something from very entry level to uh, to something premium, which is his own interpretation of his best. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So this, this Balone makes, 13, is it? I mean, I'm going to believe you because I, I haven't
0: been through that website in a while. I got it from the website, so yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's. Yeah, good. What do you think of the Shannon? I think it's so fresh and it's so beautiful and it has all that classic character. So I'm getting this, it's got this lovely lemony, waxy aroma and a bit of chamomile for me. And actually, as, I'm get, and I, as I've been smelling it whilst you've been talking, I'm not sure about mm. their wine production here, but... I don't know if they've done a bit of lees aging or there's a tiny bit of oak because it seems to have this slight extra creaminess that's kind of waking up, like a flintiness to it, right?
1: Yeah, mm. I don't know if it has any oak to be honest. I think um, it might be the grape. No, I don't. I, do, I actually don't think it has. But I know exactly what you mean. It's got yeah. that. It's got that flinty smokiness, something to it, right? It um, definitely has and, some flintiness, and mm. that's and that's the thing, you know. I, what I wanted to draw your attention to mm-hmm. the Chenin Blanc in India. Typically has that it's Mm. got that you know, you can hardly call it minerality Uh, I haven't been able to put a word to it But there is something like a flintiness that comes more towards the end on the finish on the finish Mm -hmm. Uh, Which I find very interesting but at the same time if you look at the fruit quality it It's kind of broad. It's ripe. It's rich. So there's a lot of melons Mm. and um, uh, citrus notes there's also this little lifted florality to it. For sure. And on mm-hmm. the palette, you know, um, unlike some other very unripe Chenin Blancs, this one's kind of quite nice and rounded. So, yeah, I wouldn't say it's a it's a highly complex example, but for the style that it is, at the price point that it is, I, I,
0: think, I think it's an interesting expression of a Chenin Blanc. Now, I'm not sure if we actually mentioned to everybody what this wine is. This is the Anoki. Yeah, so Anoki from Valone Vineyards, and Anoki stands for unique. Ah, That's what the word Anoki means. Okay, and this is, I guess, this is one of their more premium level, because I think they have the more, I don't want to say everyday wines, but I think the Anoki is the, the next level up. Yes, so this one's available in the UK. It is. Yep, twenty five pounds. Twenty five, is it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. Yep. Mm. So this is, and okay. we're drinking the two thousand and eighteen at the moment. Both wines that we're trying makes things very easy. You can go to wine monkey so mm. this is a uh, great little site that's got very unusual grape varieties and wine regions for people to go and try so there we go so you can get both of these wines anyone who's curious to try some wines of india that's where you need to go yeah and even even as i'm sipping
1: i i get a little bit of that salinity on on its finish i don't know whether you're catching that but i'm
0: getting a little bit of that saline expression mm. which
1: i find interesting you know mm.
0: Mm. Definitely for me, more of the, that kind of flintiness, and you said about floral. It kind of goes really like it's like honeysuckle, and then that little yes, slight smoky but it's, but, vibe. But mm. honestly, I felt it
1: was more on the nose. I kind of mm. lost it on the palate. Uh,
0: ah, no, I got it more on the finish. Actually, oh, in did terms you? Of, mm, yeah, I'm getting a slight smokiness mm. on literally as it finishes. I get more of the fruit yeah and I love the fact that it's like this kind of medium body it's not too heavy but as you said it's quite round so for me I I would like you to tell me what you would pair it with I'm thinking because I'm trying to think of Indian dishes and of course I think you'll be an ideal person to ask I'm thinking something like maybe like butter chicken or even maybe something with lentils what do you what would you like to pair this with yeah I I like the lentil choice to be honest because I was going to
1: lean more towards uh, vegetarian dishes so you okay so I'm a big believer of what what grows together goes together in any case that's what we're trying to promote at the moment just to encourage Mm more Indians and Indians living overseas to to drink more try more Indian wines Uh, but uh, India is a land of many many different vegetables, and we really excel at it I think our vegetarian fare is by far better than most other countries anyway Mm. that I know of but so I would encourage uh, people to try this with all sorts of Vegetarian dishes, because what okay. I find is even a, even when you try it with some sort of a green vegetable, you know, green mm-hmm. vegetable or even lentil, as you just mentioned, yeah, it kind of tends to have a bit of a bitter edge, and yeah. I find that the ripeness of the fruit uh, and the broadness of the swine will kind of complement and you know even out any of those bitter edges quite quite nicely.
0: So, mm. Yeah, okay, mm. something for people to try. Now you you mentioned about the Chenin Blanc having more of the kind of tropical fruits. The climate. I know it has good diurnals, but in Nasik, yeah. is it quite hot during the daytime in the summer? What is the temperature like in Nasik? In the summer, it can be yes, no. It can go, it can go
1: even as high as thirty-two or God forsake <laughs> even thirty-five <laughs> degrees okay. uh, on a really hot day. Yeah, it can, it can get quite hot during the day, but thankfully the nights are always uh, ten degrees. Cooler, regardless of which month you're in
0: so do you find then the better vineyards are on slopes are on hills are on slightly higher altitudes no actually not we don't have mountains we don't have topography okay. per se
1: yeah we don't have slopes it's all flat land but thankfully um all of nasik is at uh, 700 meters above sea level ah so, okay already yeah yes. but it's all flat land yeah it's all flat terrain we don't have I mean, we might have a few, you know, rolling hills here and there, but by and large, not really, no.
0: Does that mean that people are using kind of tractors and harvesting? um... No, fascinatingly, all
1: 100% of uh, harvesting in India is manual. It's all handpicked. And we're blessed because we have abundance of labor here. So labor is quite inexpensive. And another fascinating fact that I can share with you, Yanina, is uh, um, you know most majority of our vineyard workers are women. Hey, love Yay. to hear that. So much for women empowerment. I come back to my point about one out of ten people walking yes. the earth is an Indian woman, and she's probably at the vineyard picking her grapes. So great. Stuff. Yeah, and that's because there's a there's a lot of rural staff available mm-hmm. uh, at any point in time, uh, readily available to pick. Your grapes when needed, mm. and a lot of the women uh, they need employment anyway. So they've all been trained by various wineries on how to do this properly, and uh, it's really a fascinating sight. I was at uh, I was at one of the leading wineries called Fratelli Vineyards a couple okay. of mm-hmm. months ago, mm-hmm. and I was right there, bang in the middle of the harvest season, and it was just I, I we witnessed like 400 women cooking grapes (laughs) it was such a beautiful side such an empowering and inspiring side as well yeah
0: who runs the wine world girls I know (laughs) Indian woman in India that's the day I wait for (laughs) <laughs> oh, brilliant. That makes me feel good too. So, okay. Um, mm. I, I'm, I'm actually really, really enjoying this. And it's this has got... I've had this out for quite a while and it's gotten a little bit warmer now and it's actually it really... It's it's tasting even better. So I would actually advise anybody who's <laughs> getting this, don't just take it out of the fridge. 12 degrees, 13 degrees. The tropical fruits just come out more. It's softer. It's, it's very easy drinking. But the length as well, I will give a real hands up to the quality here because I suppose premium wineries are probably still quite a new thing in India right
1: yeah I mean like I said every producer has at least one or two expressions yeah um, of a premium example yeah. but premium Indian wine as a concept I would suggest is pretty new right because yeah most of the world is yet to discover Indian wine me too. And so the idea, <laughs> really? exactly. So the idea of having a premium Indian wine is like kind of going two steps even even forward, right? So for sure. Uh, but but you know, having said that, whatever premium, not premium, I would say India is a new country. It's still very nascent. We're still learning, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And uh, like any other country, we have our examples of producers who do well and producers who do not so well but regardless uh, every country and every region deserves a chance right at least once mm-hmm. for you to try so I would say if you find an Indian wine on a shelf grab it try it let your own palate decide if you like it uh, and just don't be biased that's all just don't have any prejudice yes that's
0: it's all. the preconceptions give, it give it a free yeah just give it a give it a f- fair chance that's all. Okay, I've given this a fair chance, the Vallone Anocchi Chenin Blanc 2018, and it gets a big thumbs up, so that was lovely. Now, I'm going to pour the Tempranillo, seeing as you've mentioned that Tempranillo is doing very well here as well. I'm expecting then quite a lot of fruit again. Would you say that that is a fair statement then to... I mean, how do you summarise all the wines of India? But should people be expecting more fruit-driven, intense styles?
1: Indian, Indians, uh, Indian consumer does prefer more new world styles, more okay. foodier styles rather than savoury styles.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, perhaps because they are easier to, to appreciate, you know. Yes. And, uh, um, but definitely, I would say, we like our styles of reds to be bolder and richer. So mm-hmm. unlike the rest of the world, which is now steering more towards lighter, elegant styles, I think Indian consumer is still fascinated by richness of fruit, richness of body, uh, de- depth of color uh, mm-hmm. because mostly because I think uh, they tend to feel that if it, if it looks deep and rich and bold then it must be premium. Oh, so okay. uh, especially when it comes to premium reds that's what they expect. Um, so yeah but having said that I find even the Tempranillo styles here are supple but they're not necessarily fruit bombs, they're not like yeah. the Malbecs you know.
0: Mm-hmm. some of the all
1: anyway um if you taste this one i just took a sip while i was speaking with you and i find that this one's mm. uh fruit this... fruit forward enough but it's not overtly fruity it's earthy
0: as well isn't it yes exactly mm, but it's Don't intense you get that? it's definitely yeah. it's bold though i mean there it's so much concentration yes. on the nose but yeah. definitely earthy, and a bit, bit of yeah. leather. Um... So when you when you smell it on the aroma,
1: you get a it's... you get a lot of this uh, dark fruit, pruny, yeah. chocolatey character. For sure. But when you taste it, yeah, it's not overt, right? It's not too too flashy. I find it medium bodied, and it's 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 got freshness. It's... Um,
0: so it's got a bit of leanness as well to it do you know what and you're you're of course completely correct but actually for somebody who is an old world drinker who likes the Mm. drier styles Mm. likes to feel a little bit of tannin this is Mm. fantastic so you have all the concentration of fruit. You're quite right. It's yeah. only medium bodied. It's really, really fresh. It doesn't feel weighty in my mouth at all. And yeah. then you really, do, I get like tea leaves um, mixing in with exactly. these. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. It's, I it's- was just gonna say that. I get that herbaceous quality,
1: and I get, uh, I get, I get savoury notes. There's a little mm-hmm. bit of that earthiness to it. Yeah. And um, uh, you know, it's almost like a Cabernet
0: Franc. You know what I mean, oak- the freshness uh,
1: of a cabinet franc?
0: You know what, absolutely. And I know that they have put this with a little bit of oak. I think it's about a year. But it doesn't taste oaky. The fruit still seems to no. play center stage. No, there's very little yeah. oak in this wine anyway. Yeah. So whatever you get is uh, 100% almost the fruit expression. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and what I find, again, um, you know, to India's credit is just naturally speaking, if I were to say India to someone, yes. they would automatically think hot and therefore they would think alcoholic wines.
0: This is 13. But if you
1: taste some of our mm, wines, 13%. Uh, they don't, uh, they don't, they're not overly alcoholic. You no. cannot perceive the alcohol uh, even on the finish. It's very well integrated with most of our wines and I feel very proud about that. Somehow the alcohol management seems on point. And I, I enjoy the dryness of this wine. Yes. It's a bit of, you know, it's a nice dry red, isn't it's it? It's grippy. It's, it's, it's grippy. It's ripe, it's ripe mm-hmm. on the nose,
0: mm-hmm. but it's nice and dry and, mm-hmm. and grippy, as you call it, mm. on the palate. And I still get these lovely, mm. like, black cherries. You said prunes. Mm. Totally get mm. that. And then lovely some strawberries as well. So it's that, which, to be fair, classic... Tempranillo as well in terms of those flavors that you would get but definitely not as a Tempranillo that I the the aromas and the flavors are the same but the style yeah. this is bolder. Yeah. So I have to admit that Charosa Vineyards is a bit uh it's
1: a bit inspired by old world styles. Ah. F- they do aspire to
0: mm-hmm. make
1: more European styles. Now how much they succeed is you know for you to judge and yes. for me to comment but uh, I'm just sort of stating philosophically they aim to make you know inverted commas in more old world styles of wines. I get that. Um, Yeah so that's and you know as you can see even from the bottle and the label um, and for the benefit of our listeners you know it's a it's a very classic style of label isn't it? It kind of attempts to show the terroir and it's black and white label. Mm-hmm. So it kind of resonates. I mean, apart from the screw cap, but everything else about it kind of resonates of a, to me, of, a, of an old world style or
0: attempting an old world style. No, that completely yeah. makes sense. And I totally agree. And actually, you mentioned about the screw cap. Both of these wines are screw cap. Is that pretty standard now in India?
1: Yeah, it's been a, it's been a learning curve for Indian wineries. Mm-hmm. We
0: started off with corks, as,
1: as anybody yes. would. Mm-hmm. And then we had a couple of wineries that realized that Corks was a, a dismal failure on our wines here. Yeah. It was hard to keep them fresh and uh, we had a lot of, you know, variation in their performances and uh, it was killing our wines in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. So a lot of uh, the leading producers took the bold stance of moving over to screw cap, and then followed a lot of other wineries as well. So we still have our fair share of wines mm-hmm. under Cork, but you know I would any day choose a screw cap for Indian wines over a plastic cork or even a poor quality uh, agglomerated. I'm not saying agglomerated yeah. corks are inferior but I'm saying some of the inferior types of agglomerated corks Oh, you can't get them back uh, in the
0: bottle and they, you can't use a yes, coravin you can't uh, use a cork well you can you know, but then it doesn't go back and yeah <laughs> Yes so that annoys me about uh, you know the
1: corks that are uh-huh. that are not 100% single piece natural mm-hmm. cork yeah. Uh, unless they're high quality, I find their performance can can show a lot of variation. So I would any day choose screw caps, and I think overall screw caps have been have been good for our wines. You know, they've yeah. kept them fresher for longer. So that's a
0: good thing. Well, these are definitely fruity, fresh styles. So to confirm, this is the Charossa Vineyards Tempranillo and 2016 as well, which is nice Mm. to see some wine with some age and still seems super, super fresh. I guess that slight leather note and a bit of prune Mm. I'm getting might be coming from some age. But it is part of the evolution. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's part of the evolution, but it's still holding well, right? Absolutely. I mean, so what's this? We're talking five years. Definitely, I'd say another two, three years for sure, it's going to probably get better and better, kind of my my guess. it would definitely uh, keep for another two, three years. You see quite a bit of evolution.
1: There's still a lot of freshness there, and at the core, there's still uh, quite a bit of fruit that can evolve into more, you know, sort of complex, tertiary, pruny, leathery, smoky notes.
0: Mm. Uh, and
1: then, then it'll probably hold from there on for a couple more years before it declines. Yeah.
0: Now, Tempranillo, yeah. of course, is is ideal with lamb. That's a perfect pairing. So, should I be really basic and say this should go with like a Rogan Josh or something? Yeah. Or- yes. Yes. That's not. By the way, that's not basic at all. <laughs> Mom, I'm,
1: Josh. I'm just She's making my mouth water at the moment. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's 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 considered a real delicacy. It will be served. It would be. It's a dish that will be served in fine dining Indian restaurants even mm-hmm. here. Yes. Um, But again, I'm thinking because of its evolution, it would actually even work really well. Any sort of international cuisine as well, you could pair this even with a pizza, couldn't you? Or a pasta and a tomato, Mm -hmm. like some sort of a tomato based or yeah, anything which is vinegar. So by the way, we have, we have Goa, I don't know if you've heard of Goa, but Goa makes a lot of uh, vinegar based or tomato based dishes. Okay. Um, So some Indian dishes like that would also work really well. And
0: uh, uh, any kind of meat and something nice and robust isn't it something mm. more hearty i would definitely want really something nice. a little bit more intense so i guess we we, you know, we won't confuse people much more i just want to ask you just one more question on the grapes obviously you said tempranillo has done well and we know that um shiraz or sirah depending yeah. ah are they indians typically saying shiraz or Syrah. shiraz indians we say shiraz yeah because it's bigger
1: bolder stuff? we don't say sirah
0: no we don't i don't think we make Shiraz styles either okay yeah. well i would well, yeah. okay bigger bolder fruitier style so there we go everyone knows if mm. you're going to get a shiraz it's going to be a bolder style uh, shiraz merlot cabernet sauvignon presumably are the most planted or most popular reds is that correct to say
1: yes but okay. i would say the uh, the the you know the tempranillo and sangiovese show a lot of promise in india among reds
0: okay i would say
1: definitely try uh, these two grape varieties coming out of india Okay, I would have loved to try a Sanjeevzi with you today, oh.
0: um, but maybe next time. Well, part two, yeah. exactly in ten part years' two. time. <laughs> <laughs> and is there, is there any Pinot Noir growing at all, or is it just a bit too hot? Unfortunately, for, for great not. Like Pinot? Unfortunately, not not. no. I'd okay. love to see a Pinot Noir mm-hmm. uh, coming out of India. No. Unfortunately but that's enough. going to have to be imported then, okay, awesome. Yeah, we do have a lot of imported Pinot Noirs here. What is the percentage, just quickly before we finish off, what is the percentage of kind of in- international versus domestic? So India drinks
1: 75% Indian domestic wine and mm-hmm. only 25% okay. uh, international. But so, as skewed as this may appear, it's the same for US. US drinks seventy-five, twenty-five.
0: Well, you know, yeah. nothing like standing behind your own produce. Yes, but I think
1: what what Americans do very well is that they stand behind their produce with a lot of strength and and solidarity. Uh, Indians don't yet, and fair enough, you know, we we are work in progress. I get mm, that. Yes, yeah, we're work in mm-hmm. progress. So we've had a few hits and misses, but in more recent years, it's been it's been definitely encouraging to see Indian wines getting more appreciation on international shows, win more competitions both internationally and on home home turf, finding mm. their place on on wine lists uh, at Michelin star restaurants even um, getting picked up by. Uh, you know, supermarket chains in the UK like Sainsbury's and others. So
0: it's all it's all, it's all all going in the right direction. It's all going good. That is the future of Indian wine quite clearly. Well, perfect. Thank you so much, Sonal. will just let anybody know that this lovely Tempranillo we're drinking, that's 30 pounds from the Wine Monkey if you want to try them. But I'll put the information in the show notes. And Sonal, un- until part two until we will discuss the evolution there
1: yes and i will have lots more stories to tell you then (laughs) hopefully many more than i have done today i cannot wait yes but listen today's been really enjoyable thank you for having me on on your show and thank um, you great thank you for giving indian wines such a such an enormous and an inspiring stage
0: oh it's time isn't it And how would we say cheers? How would we say cheers in India? I don't know. We just say cheers, honestly. Okay. Easy peasy. There you go. You've looked. Cheers. 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 Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So get excited about the thought of visiting Nassik. Now, these two wineries that we tasted, the Vallone Vineyards, you can stay there. They have amazing views. And then the Chorosa Vineyards, they even say they have views like Tuscany. Well, who doesn't want to go there? And in fact, we didn't mention with Chorosa Vineyards, they were actually, in fact, the first winery in India to use open tank fermenters. You know, there's just a whole world, or should I say just country, (laughs) of wines to explore here that are delicious and of course there are loads of premium wineries for you guys to check out. In fact, I should give a special thanks to Wines in India. So if you wanna go and check out their website, winesinindia.co.uk, they are importers in the UK bringing in some of the premium wines of India. So they sent us the wine. So thank you for that. Now they're bringing in other fantastic premium wineries like Ravello. I mean, they were the pioneers of planting. Sanchovese, as Sona was saying, is doing so well in India. And and they pioneered d'Avola and Grillo, so really behind the Italian varieties. Now, they're also based in Nasik, but if you wanted to step a little further afield, still staying in the Maharashtra province, you might want to try the Fratelli winery, which is in a wine region called Akluj. Now, they also seem to be big fans of Italian wines because they're very focused on century-long Italian winemaking traditions, but with all the modern winemaking facilities. So that should hopefully give you a little start on your journey of wines of India. Now, if you want to hear more from Sonal, you can follow her on Instagram. She's always putting up rather interesting educational videos, and that's at Holland underscore Master of Wine. But of course, you already know she's on YouTube, Sonne Holland wine tv I'll put all that information in the show notes now as always it's time to finish off with a wine quote and I've chosen a perfect one from Gandhi and he says live as if you were to die tomorrow learn as if you were to live forever so carry on your wine studies Keep learning one glass at a time. And if you are going to live as if you're going to die tomorrow, drink something delicious, okay? (laughs) Thank you, as ever. You're all amazing for tuning in. Thank you for contacting me and giving me advice and feedback and ideas for other episodes. As always, you can contact me, Yanina at eatsleepwinerepeat.co.uk. So that's by email when you spell my name with a J. Or follow me on Instagram and you can direct message me at eat sleep underscore wine repeat if you haven't subscribed please do it like the episode share the episode leave me a review if you can it helps make the podcast more discoverable now next week I'll be speaking to another master of wine Siobhan Turner and we're going to be talking about authentication wine fraud. certainly a name that you want to know about in terms of wine forgery is Rudy Kuniowan committed the craziest wine fraud I think the world has ever seen. So we will be discussing that on next week's episode. So I raise my glass to you all. Until then, cheers to you.